back and bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. It is the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com. The entire gang is here, and uh, we've got uh, facilities uh, going on out here. Eddie got to see me uh, build a wall yesterday, a wall of soundproof uh, tiles, panels, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, Yeah. I think they're panels. Got the laser level out. There's a lot of math being done. There was a lot of math. the, so I I feel like I'm getting to like a, a big milestone, Josh. I think I'm going to be able to start taking some of my tools home soon because I've learned two things. Uh, we've done most of the stuff, and then I learned how to hire things out, so I don't need my tools here. Is my and Eddie will attest to this. Things get much, done much faster when I hire things out. I am I'm like the high school girl in every movie. My heart's been broken too many times and I'm just not going to allow myself to get my hopes too high. Like I'm just not going to dream. Why when you, you tell girl? me it's done, it's done. Just just a high school kid maybe. Yeah. The the, uh, the hired help was uh it was kind of unbelievable watching them work. Oh my god. They <laughs> uh, so they fast. went to town. Like they get shit done really fast. Yeah, it was it was very uh, like was very that wall even there, Bob? When you were here last week, was this wall here when you were there? I don't no, think so. No, no they on. put everything no, up in one no. day. I mean, it was Mm-mm. it was unbelievable. So uh, very yeah, good work. Things are coming along in the offices. Uh, we've got to get some flooring down in the podcast room, and then we'll be we'll be crank. We'll be back to our old stomping grounds here pretty soon. Uh, but yesterday. Uh, before we get into everything going down, down in the Sooner world, uh, we have to talk about the day of days yesterday. Uh, it was, I think I saw, we, we turned on Mike Morgan at like 5 o'clock. You were here waiting to get, go over to Lloyd Noble for the game. And he said that, I heard the words 84 mile an hour winds out of his mouth. And I don't, you know, it's one of those things like, I don't think he was overselling it. No, it was, it was, even by Oklahoma standards, it was absolutely brutal win yesterday and i think i probably told you it while sucked. i was sitting in here like i need to get home and check on my fence yeah I was you did about yeah. It. you did say yep. something about that <laughs> so then i got home about seven o'clock so it was a little dark still uh and as soon as i walk around the corner i just see it and i'm like yep that's kind of what i expected man that sucks eh, it's just more money you gotta spend on stupid shit you don't want to spend money on uh but that wasn't the worst of it basically our whole afternoon became an adventure uh, because I, as I was running over to Ace Hardware to get more things to put the panels up with, uh, I get a phone call from Eddie. And as I walked out to my car, uh, I, I, hey, dude, uh, as I walked, <laughs> which I ran into, I knew. See, I had a thought like we should lock our doors because Do I think him? something's. A, I don't know. He's like, well, they're out there doing something at the. Hold on. We you gotta, can come in here. Yeah, you're good. No problem. Thank you. Thanks. I wonder what. All right, we figured out what these guys are (laughs) here for. (laughs) So. Oh, no, that needs to be included. That's got to be part of it. (laughs) They're turning our water off. They just wanted us to. No problem. Uh, And that man looks like someone you don't want to mess with. So I'm just going to let him do what he wants. Yeah, he can can get away with it. Uh, So I'm going out to my car to run to Ace Hardware, and I. And I noticed, like, 
the parking enforcement here so was here like all day. That was a fantastic video, by Thank the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a double the, standard the is what it parking is. Parking enforcement doesn't have to pay for parking. That's bullshit. We should have held them uh, citizens arrest. Should have like just printed up a fake ticket. I thought put about it on putting a fake should, ticket you out there. Put, yeah. You should have put the boot on it. Yeah, I know. It would have been amazing. <laughs> we should do that. We should just start getting fake boots and putting it on people. Like That'd when they come awesome. back to their car, they just freak out and realize it's just a fake boot. Uh, but no, so I'm, I know your car's not parked out front and I'm walking by and, I, and you're sitting here in the conference room and I'm going to my car and I'm like, where did Eddie park today? Uh, his car's not in our spot. And so I get to Ace Hardware and I'm trying to find the metal, the metal screws to go into metal uh, and you know what, what uh, you know, kind of stuff I need to get. I get a call from Eddie, and he's like, I think someone stole my car. I'm like, I didn't see your car. I was wondering where your car was. That makes sense that someone might have stole it. It was an all-time, like, dude, where's my car moment, because I went out there to grab something, and it was just gone. Like, my car was completely gone. Your brand new car. This is yeah. This is and literally day, after I just the, made the first. Yeah, this is the irony payment. is we're sitting here, and Eddie's like getting out bills and and uh, like I'm trying to figure out like what's he doing over there, and he was setting up his account so he could pay make his first payment on his brand new car, and he literally said, "I just made my first payment on my car," and you were freaked out by it a little bit. <laughs> well, it just sucked. I mean, uh, my God. And then someone steals your car, like. Five minutes later. And so it did dawn on me like, oh, wait. The the guy that's over across the way, he's kind of, he kind of has a weird vibe about him. Like, he doesn't really talk to us when we see each other. Uh, and he might be a little bit of a dick. Uh, and he might have had your car towed. Because I said, where did you park your car? And I knew we have two stalls that we pay for. And he has the stall next to ours. And you accidentally parked in his stall because I parked one over from where I normally Because parked. somebody was in your spot where right. you... So it was like a domino effect, basically. So, so he ends up... I ended up going over there. Well, I'll let you go. I'll let the story... I'll let you tell the story from there. Well, I, it just like... I, it just so happened that, yeah, sure enough, he had my car towed. And we had to go over to the, the tow lot in Norman. I'm sure that anybody that... The good guys at L&M who yeah, I yelled any, at on the phone, by any, the way. Anybody that has uh, you know had their car towed in Norman knows where it's at. It's over off Lindsay Street uh, behind Del Rancho. Uh, it's a big dude to do, and you have to go over there and go in and do the paperwork and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I guess at the end of the day, it was a pretty painless process of having to get my car out. It just wasted our afternoon. But it and just the surprise, sheer surprise of walking out there and being like, like I, I really had to like think twice for a minute. Like, did I park there? Like, am I just completely losing my mind right Do now? Do I still have the keys? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> and then I got out like the app, and I'm checking the app, and it's like, you know, I it, it shows that it's still parked there. Right. Which is kind of scary that you can just have a car towed and then not like really truly know where it's at. Well, that's the thing. I was, I was talking to the maintenance guys who saw your car getting towed yesterday. Yeah, so did the people upstairs at the, <laughs> at the uh, Sooner Club. No thanks to them. They didn't know that it was my car. Thankfully, they are well, it aware. It is a brand new car. They'll be keeping an eye on it for me up there. Yeah, they, I, have, I have pretty good confidence if they knew that that was your car, they would yeah, have said something somebody, to I would have got a phone call tower. at least. Yeah, they're towing your car. Uh, or a text. So, like, here's what happens. Like, you call me, and then I realize, oh, it could be towed. 
And so I'm an ace, and I tell you, like, let me just get this. That was my and- that was my immediate thought, though, because I didn't think that like somebody stole somebody it. stole it in broad in daylight of day. off the yeah. campus corner. So I was like, let me finish up here, and then I'll call the police department and find out if you can find out if something's been towed. And it, it turns into like everything else. I'm sitting in the middle of Ace Hardware and I can't help it. I just have to call the police department. And they're like, yeah, we can tell you if something's been towed. We can tell you uh, if a car's been towed and what wrecker it's at. But we can't tell you who called in to tow it. Like, we're not, we can't. Or they didn't tell me that. When I called the wrecker, I was like, then I was even more incensed. And I was being a little bit of a dick, which I hated because when we got there, they knew who we were. Uh, And they're like, and the guy goes, I thought that was you on the phone. I recognize your voice. (laughs) It's like, oh, the guy out there screaming at you just a second ago. Yeah. Like, in the good, so I'm yelling, I'm, I'm, in, I'm pissed off, and because I know how much it costs to get a car out of, t- uh, yeah, the, uh, out of the lot. Like, it's, I knew it was at least two hundred dollars, and so I'm asking him all these questions, like, how can this happen? Like, how can someone just, like, you couldn't call someone and say, "That's my kid. Bring them back home. They stole them from me." Like, if, but basically, if anything happens on a private property, Norman police won't do anything. Yeah. Like, when I got hit in Chick-fil-A, they wouldn't even do a, a police report because it was on private oh, property. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. That's interesting. You going to use that to your advantage? <laughs> no. Well, I'm not. No, definitely not. We're going to try to keep as, uh, as few dents out of uh, the Lexus as possible. <laughs> so, anyway, so... Yeah, I called the wrecker and I didn't threaten him. I was on the verge of doing it. Like, I'm filing a police report against you, pal. Like that I was keeping that one in the chamber. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, and then when they're I got doing there what they have to do. When I got there and, I, and he knew who I was, I, I was really glad I wasn't that big of a dick. He's a big boy, too. He was a big guy. A big, and they were big, super nice. No, they, yeah, they were awesome. And I told him that the guy that towed the car, his name will forever be Toby now. Yeah. And they and, like that. Yeah, he's uh And, and I'll tell you, okay. the guy that towed it did, I went he's over there. He's apologized many times. I went over there and reamed him out and, you know, just said, how, how could you not leave a note on the car at least before you tow it? He says, he came back this morning over here, apologized again. Offered, you know, told us what what times we could park in his spot moving forward. He knows our cars. Like he was very apologetic. Yeah. It was a misunderstanding. I still want to put a boat anchor. I was trying to figure out how you space. guys weren't irate at that person. Oh, I, we were. I, I, oh, yeah. We this were. I, this is the, I don't know about Bob. This is the first I'd heard about any of this. Yeah. And I'm like, they're not livid at the guy who called them in. Like, what the hell? And now I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. I wonder if there's people listening that were like. Eddie's not furious. Like, like well, this I mean, like it, exactly at the end of the, the day, it was my fault. So, I mean, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But it's Eddie such a, did like, park a... in his space, but it's just the the common courtesy of it all is is just what I have a well, problem Well, and everybody with. knows, I think, like, kind of what cars are back there. I think by now, yeah. it's like everybody kind of knows who drives what. And if you would have just, like, come over and been like, hey, you're in my spot. Can you move? I'd be like, yeah, oh, that's my bad. Sure. And the car yep. that was parked in our spot, I just put a note on their car saying, look, we're not trying to tow people here, but yeah. we need this spot. We pay for this spot. Yeah. Like, please don't park here anymore because we don't want to get to a point where we're getting people towed. I will say, though, like having come down here, ev- you know, almost every day now and working out of the office and that kind of stuff. It does take me back to the days when I was a student down here and I just park wherever and be yeah. like, oh, nobody's going to. No, I think nobody's outside, ever going to tow anything. Outside of this, these offices, like, if we didn't have this office, I would park back there all the sure. time. I'm not give a shit. Sure. Be like, oh, reserve, right. On this faded old sign that you can barely even read like, anymore. Do, do, does anybody even check these? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it is it is what it is. It Live and learn and 
we're all good. I'm going to burn his business down, but we're all good. Just go See, that's poop in his products. For. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm now that feels like it. Just yeah. I'm just. Gonna, I mean, I'm going to smash a couple windows, but other than that, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Here's what you do. Well, there's two things that we could. Do. One, we're calling him Toby forever, and I told him that this morning, and he thought that was funny too. Um, but we could put a boat anchor in his spot. Good luck getting that out. I thought about on the way down here. I thought about putting the uh, the gates and stuff that we have to park up against. We should just move them right into thirteen. Just put them in thirteen. <laughs> be such a dick move. Just or maybe like those things that the those atlases that the world's strongest men have to lift. Oh yeah, those big yeah, circles. Yeah. Like yeah. good luck getting those out. Yeah. So he'd just roll them over into our spot, probably. Probably, and then it dent my car, and then and we had a we. I mean, this been zero. a. Is the world ending? Because we had a beehive in our dumpster. I couldn't even take stuff to the trash. Thousands of bees. I mean, Woo. just random, More bees random, than I've ever seen. Random thousand bees in the dumpster. My fence gets knocked over. I mean, winds. We may be in the signs of the apocalypse. Oh. Porter Moser won last night. Yeah, it is the apocalypse. <laughs> we are now officially in the apocalypse. All right. Uh, let's get to the show, the meat of the show. It's time for the Enjoy Fresh Perspective look ahead. Uh, as tomorrow, big news, we're going to be meeting with Brent Venables and every single newcomer to the program. So we essentially have a pre-spring media day, which I can never remember happening before. Uh, I, we'll, and we get to talk to everybody. We get to talk to Jackson Arnold. We get to talk to PJ Adabare. 25. Talk to, 25 guys. I mean, all the newcomers. It's crazy. The transfers, all that stuff. Nothing like this has ever happened. No, it's not even close. Very much appreciated, too. Oh, it's awesome. So thank you, Brent Venables. Thanks, Mike Houck, for getting this set up. We'll talk more about that. Uh, one thing we didn't get to talk about last week, Sooners and Longhorns moving to the SEC in 2024. Uh, the Combine invites for OU players in, that came out last week, I think the day of the pod, but we never really talked about it. We'll talk about who's in and who, who was invited. Baseball gets started this week. Softball already a weekend under their belt. We'll talk to Bob about that. Uh, and as I said, Porter Moser is on a win streak after last night. Uh, oh, just one game, but it's still a win streak. Uh, also in recruiting, Williams Maneri, a, a top 10 kid in the country, or what Josh thinks should be a top 10 kid in the country, is talking about setting up a visit this weekend. Uh, not this weekend, but uh, coming up in the in next month, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He he'll, he'll, should be on campus fairly soon. Okay, so uh, Josh is also going to be heading to his first camp this week. Uh, and I uh, want to remind you guys, the Enjoy Fresh Perspective brought to you by uh, Mr. Edward Rodosovich, who is uh, not only a friend, but a client of Enjoy Vision. Absolutely. Enjoy Vision, the best laser vision center in Oklahoma City. Not even close. Combination of mind-blowing technology, experienced eyeball surgeons, and exceptional patient care in a life-changing procedure that, uh, Carrie, I got a couple months ago. And a free and, Valium. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, one of the added bonuses of it. But it, it was the easiest process. Go in. You get... Uh, a couple uh, visits before the surgery and you know I was in there for like three and a half hours and then uh, all of a sudden I woke up the next day and had perfect vision so you know I got it right before we went up to the PGA championship and it truly was like one of those things that I was pretty scared to do uh, just you know I think anybody that thinks about lasers and their eyeballs and vision and things like that are you gonna blink in the middle of it yeah like I, there's just so many you can different never close your eyes and go well, to sleep like I think that I just go back to the, like you know what if something happens like what if it's me that it's is not the like 99 percent yeah. uh you know chance of everything going well what about that one percent that it happens to me and I'm never able to see again but I was able to see exceptionally 
uh, better after the uh, the enjoy experience. So go to enjoywithme.com, promo code U40, N-J-O-Y withme.com, promo code U40, enjoy vision. This is where you LASIK. And, and that gets you what, like money off? $400 your... off. Okay. $400 right. off. So it's, uh, and you know, I, I think that just in terms of putting a price on it, I don't think that you can, I mean, waking up and never having to F with contacts or contact solution or have to walk into a Walgreens at 1030 at night because you forgot to go get it earlier. We've been on road trips where you forgot your stuff and had to go get it. It truly was life changing. So I can't say enough uh, good things about the people of enjoy. All right, now it's time for the Enjoy Fresh Perspective look back because uh, we got plenty to talk about from last week, including, uh, once again, we gave up on OU basketball, uh, only to have them go out and dominate last night, late last night, uh, 8 o'clock start, uh, where it looked to me, Bob, like Porter has just really finally figured out we've got to get as many athletes on the floor as we can in this league. Yeah, and I think they caught Kansas State at a perfect time to Wildcats are struggling right now. But are they four of the last five or three of the last four that they've yeah, lost? It at? is not pretty. They've just, they hit a wall for sure. They've hit a wall, and now people are – they know what Jerome Tang is looking to try to do, and teams are being able to scout. And it's, it's still a really good win, but it's a, it's a nice time to get it because it's when they're really struggling. And, yeah, it was just a, a, a simple case. It's a, like, like Porter joked, what a novel concept to have Grant Sherfield – Jalen Hill and Tanner Groves all play well at the same time. The only other time that's really happened this year was against Bama. And so now we'll just see if they can bounce back better compared to what they did against the Tide. And they've, again, they've still got plenty of chances to try to build a resume, which sounds goofy at 13 and 13. But when you have those type of games, you can still work your way back into the tournament. And I think we're starting to get a better feel, like you said, with Otega Oa, Joe Bama still. They're going to get their run. And you don't know who it's going to be. Like, last night it was Otega and Bijan Cortez that came up big in the second half. It doesn't have to be the same guy every night. You need your big three to come through. But in terms of those role players, just one or two every single game, that's going to be enough to really help this team. Do we know where Josh Giddy had the after party? Trydale House? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He, he kind of got out of there quickly. I, I will say, like, I talked about this this morning. It's like, that guy loves basketball, obviously, yeah. yep. but and he can't go out to bars, and I wouldn't expect him to go out to a bar on a Tuesday night, but he is always at a basketball game, whether if he's to... playing or he's going to watch his sister play mm-hmm. or, you know, he's down in Norman a lot. I think we have to ask the women of, uh, of Oklahoma, why aren't, your, why aren't your men good enough for you? I mean, we had some... Unconfirmed reports that Quinn Ewers was here last week uh, for a. Uh, I, I've confirmed that a date night. I've confirmed that with a photograph evidence. Ooh. So the quarterback of Texas is coming in. Josh Giddy's coming in. Why aren't your own men good enough for you, women of Oklahoma? I think because the women of Oklahoma are just elite. How about that? There's so many elite There's running so many around. Elite running around. Why are yeah. the men stepping up? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there you go. Wow, your manhood <laughs> challenged people. No, I, I, I think that Quinn Ewers is dating a Kayo at OU. That's what I was told is it was yeah. a Kayo date party yeah. that he came for. And I, the reason he cut his mullet off. Cut his mullet off. Cut the, his mullet I off for a, a girl at OU. What's going on, Texas? What's going on with the Texas women? Maybe that's the question yes. we should be asking. Turn it all around. All right. Uh, so, anyway, uh, 
so, I mean, just move. I thought this last night watching the game. You can't have the Groves brothers on the floor at the same time. Correct. But you can play Tanner with other athletes yes. on the floor. That looks good. Yeah, there's there's two things. I, I don't think you can do the Groves together, and you really have to try to limit Otega and Bam and uh, and Bam on at the same time because mm-hmm. they both they make the same type of mistakes with the Groves. It's they're way too slow, so your team looks slow with Otega. And they were still and, giving up a lot of easy trips to the basket last night, like and, just yeah, blowbys exactly. left and right. And when you have Otega and Bam, they turn the ball over a lot. I mean, they do a lot of freakish things with their athletic ability, with the block shots and things like that. But they make a lot of errors. So it's. I think it's been a work in progress that Porter has learned in the last couple of weeks about how this rotation is going to uh, look like. I think it's going to be an eight-man group. I think C.J. Nolan's now on the outside, look, you know, looking in. And obviously, there was a, a tweet from his mother that got deleted last night, where you can tell Classic. they're not very happy with the way that things have transpired there. But I. I don't know if it's going to matter when you go to Austin to play Texas Saturday, regardless. But yeah, they have to, you know, try to build off what happened last night. And just if Grant Sherfield can show up like that, because a lot of people are, they're not wrong. His body language, I feel that trickles down to the rest of the team. And it's been awful in some of those other games. When he's getting into the paint and getting rebounds, he's showing you he's present. He's there. He wants to win. And I think that carried over last uh, last night. Probably most complete game that he's had. I, I know yeah. Porter Moser was extremely complimentary of uh, the 22-8-6 and six effort. I mean, he had more assists last night than Oklahoma had as a team on Saturday against Kansas. All-time clunker. I mean, it was 24-6 just... uh, <laughs> turnover to assist ratio. That's... Flat out awful. One, one to five. That's, that's not gonna. Get I don't think that like nothing is fixed. No. Like in within the program, there at the end of the day, they're still three and ten. But I do think that you know it, it's been some like. Do we want to get into like the Moser stuff, or we want to wait until later on that? No, go ahead. Just as far as like you know the stuff that you asked him, Bob, on Monday. Just as far as uh, what his longevity is in Norman. Is he all in basically? Uh, or is there anything to the Notre Dame rumors? And, you know, I, I think that it's very much a wait and see, but I do think that I walked away from there feeling, I guess, more confident about just kind of the overall product of the program. And, oh, by the way, you get into the Notre Dame stuff and them losing Andy Ludwig, uh, the buyout situation mm-hmm. in South Bend. I, You know, it just doesn't seem like that's going to be coming to fruition unless there's some give or take, from Oklahoma or Notre Dame or whoever. Right. If if they're not going to make concessions for Notre Dame football, they're definitely not going right. to do that to bend over backwards to try to make a basketball hire happen. But I, I appreciate Moser addressing the issue. I even – I kind of gave a halfway out. And I talked about you know, losing the fan base. Are you at all worried about that? And he, he was like, all right, I'm ready to talk about it. It's almost like he wanted someone to ask – just so he could talk about how much he loves OU, loves the program, loves what he's trying to get built there. And I know there's a lot of fans still burnt by Lincoln Riley, and that's all they heard. So, all right, there's another Lincoln thing. But it just it felt a little different from where I was sitting. I, I felt like it was pure and genuine. And he just has to do a better job in the portal, you know, because even in that 
defense or you know his passion response he brought up the portal and name image likeness and you just no one cares because every coach is going through it jerome tang went through it even worse than you and put on you know put out a product that was better right right from the jump so you just have to be able to embrace it i know OU's nil whatever it was at this point last year was rough in terms of having an organization and structure, which we've talked about repeatedly. And it was hard for Moser and the staff to really be able to sell it. You hope that that has turned, turned around and he's just got to be more aggressive. You can't look as a crutch. You have to attack it and you've got to get the right guys that are going to fit your, going to fit your system. Uh, the other thing that I, I saw you and Eli both comment on this last night on Twitter, Eddie, uh, the the quad one wins of Oklahoma com- compared yeah. to Duke, North Carolina. Who was the third? Kentucky. 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 Yeah, yeah. Kentucky. The OU, they have four quad one wins now. Yes. Duke has three. Kentucky has one. North Carolina, you know, famously has zero. Oh, and so nine far. in quad, quad it's one games. It's insane. Carolina. Now it helps that you're playing in the conference that you do, but to think that you know if OU can scratch off a couple more wins. Uh, you know, with the five games that they have left in the regular season, they could get to like five. There's some ridiculous. If Florida gets hot, a top fifty neutral site game. Sure. And Florida's like fifty three. Now they're not. Like, don't don't get us wrong. <laughs> OU's not getting in the NCAA tournament unless they win the Big Twelve tournament, or unless they somehow ran the table, finished eight and ten, and maybe got to the Big Twelve championship no, tournament. I, game. Man, they would be I think in if that you was. You think? I don't. Six and twelve, I start wondering. Like, could they bubble in? Yes, because of what what ends up being the. Don't six. give me hope. What? That's you, the last thing I what want. Did, is what hope. did this do? What did that win do on Ken Palm? Um, they went up. Well, I I don't know from Ken Palm, but from net they went from seventy six to sixty five. And if you, if you can beat you, you've got to win one of the three road road games with Texas, Iowa State, or Kansas State. Well, you know you have to beat TCU and Tech at home. Right. But you have to show you can win a marquee game on the road, too. Which, you know, I, that I'm, I'd be hard. He's a lot like, I desired. Gunned my head, I'd think they win one more game. And it's probably the Tech game. I don't know about TCU. Well, I think that'll be much of a flip if, you know, Mikey Miles and... He'll, he'll be... I mean, back. that's the final game. The, yeah. th- those guys are going to be healthy. Sure. Oh, like, oh, you didn't get the break of trying to play that team with... Uh, Without miles, but yeah, they're they're gonna have to run the table at home, and they're gonna have to show that they can beat a legitimate elite team on the road at least once. Still, very much a long shot. Oh as yeah, of, yep. as of this morning. Yep. But as as but, Josh said, high school girlfriend just hasn't got over it yet. Just what? don't don't break my heart but again. Better position oh, yeah. today than yesterday. Don't give me hope. We'll see. Don't, I mean, there is. Don't do this to yourselves. Don't do this to yourselves. I hear all of this. I do love. Crazy. I do love Los and I do love Otegua. Like, if you want to start talking about what they could be in a year from now, they're going to obviously have to be better. But they don't lose them to the transfer portal, right? Like, that's kind of the biggest I, question. I, I wouldn't think they would lose the freshmen to it the feels transfer like, portal. It feels like they're in they're a pretty good spot with some of those yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. I, and and you're going to have to go out and get guys. I mean, you have to build a better roster than they have right now. And just at the end of the day, you got to get more athletic. Nobody's going to give a damn. Yeah. Yep. Like nobody's going to give a damn if Porter Moser's a great guy. It's going to be about wins and losses, which we saw with the crowd. That was bad. That was really bad. Yeah, I can't blame the crowd though. No, I can't either. I mean, there's no reason to go to that game leading no. into it last night. No, it it is what it is. I mean, I 
And it was a little sad watching Porter try and go over and give pr- appreciation to the students when the yeah. even the student section was pretty. Yeah, yes. I mean, he knows. Pretty sparse. He knows. Win games, people will show up. All right, uh, there you go. You get a win. You get you get some basketball talk. Uh, but you know what? We want to see more before we talk more extended. I know Josh appreciates that. Uh, we did mention a big media day coming up uh, tomorrow with the football program. Uh, huge. I mean, massive. I can't say uh, how cool this is of Brent Venables to do this for us. We're going to talk to him. Uh, he'll have his own press conference that'll last for 40 minutes, I think. Uh, That's or 30 minutes. Opening statement's going to be interesting. <laughs> Counting the questions. Eddie and I sat in here and listened to him do like an Instagram live with uh, is somebody from Score. Jordan Schultz. Jordan Schultz, yeah. Um, yeah, it was nothing really new, but it was just kind of interesting to hear him talk. And uh, we'll get uh, more dialed in, I think, on the current players. It was, it was your generic spring head football coach interview in terms of, ah, so you signed Jackson Arnold. What do you think about him? <laughs> hey! <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> he's a five-star. Uh, yeah. Yes. Hey, I just want to remind you guys, uh, good friends over at PrimeShrimp.com are making it easy for you to have a restaurant-quality meal. That's right. Shrimp made easy, premium shrimp, gourmet ingredients, cooking bag convenience, uh, all you have to do is go to primeshrimp.com, uh, click on that Shop Now button, uh, and you can make your selection from a New Orleans-style barbecue, garlic or butter, uh, their signature Cajun seasoned shrimp, lemon and cracked pepper, uh, and many, many more. Uh, French Quarter Alfredo, my personal favorite. So go check them out. Great sponsors of the pod. They now have single servings, uh, also a sampler 12-pack. And you know what you can do? You can use your promo code SOONERSCOOP and get 25% off any order of five packs or more. Uh, but get that sampler pack uh, to load up if you already know the goodness of prime shrimp. So really easy. Just put it in boiling water, less than 10 minutes. You've got that restaurant-quality meal right there to uh, consume right at home. So primeshrimp.com. Go check them out. Use that promo code. Sooner scoop. Get 25% off your first order of five packs or more. But no, and then we'll have three player groups. And... Uh, I think they've kind of, yeah, they, they've made this to kind of where it's the transfers versus the, the no, newcomers. No, it's just based on the workout and oh, the class workout schedule. Times, I see. Yeah. It just happens that the first group is the biggest. It's 17. <laughs> but like Trace Ford, we'll be able to talk to him. That should be really interesting. Uh, you know, but even, you know, uh, God, uh, Josh, say the, na- say the last name for me so his mom doesn't get mad at me. Phil. Pachati? Oh, uh, yeah. Pachati. Yeah. I will, I'm the one that, that screwed it up. But like Walter Rouse, it'll be interesting to talk to him. There's just so many guys and so many storylines coming up that, that are going to be coming out of this. It's it's just going to be a really cool day. And I know, you know, Jackson Arnold will get all the attention and probably be surrounded the entire time. Uh, but, you know, just to get a chance to do something like this, and we'll be there uh, from one forty-five to like five o'clock. So yep. it's a it's, it's a full all day. afternoon affair. Guys, it it got me thinking, and I and I I want to agree completely with you guys. I can't even state how cool this is that that this is going to be open in that way. And you know, I know media. We kind of get a reputation sometimes of bitching about stuff that fans don't care about. But you know, like that's a cool move by Brent Venables and the whole athletic department to to make that available. But it, it makes me wonder with so many of these guys showing up, and obviously, like Jackson Arnold, Peyton Bowen, Bob, Eddie, you've seen those guys a little bit. 
Is there someone this spring? Like, I mean, I know we can kind of get down that road, but amongst those guys, is there someone you guys are excited to see? Because, I mean, I know for me, I saw a lot of these guys, but for you guys, is there someone, whether it's because they could have a role or just you like what you've heard or seen or whatever, I just kind of wondered if there was somebody kind of looking down that road a little bit farther, if there was just someone you guys are particularly interested in. I think for me, it's probably their Picotti. Just because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like he was like the Pachotti. Pachotti. Yeah. No, it's Picotti. Pachotti. Uh, no, it's it's Pachotti. Um, and and I will say, for I his, his mother is listening. Eddie does this out of love. I mean, he still can't say. <laughs> oh, it means that he's going to be a major respect. contributor because Siebert. I I, I feel like he's Seibert, one of those yeah. guys that like he just I don't know. I I feel like more people should be excited about him and then about who? Got it. Phil. Phil who? Pachotti. There you go. Uh, Either him or, I mean, I'm telling you, Josh, the stuff that you sent back with Macari Vickers uh, just from San Antonio and kind of getting to know him, he seems like a guy that from day one, I don't know if he could be a a step in and really, truly contribute. But, you know, I, I think outside of somebody like a Peyton Bowen who everybody expects to come in and really, really contribute from day one, Maybe he could add some depth at the cornerback position that, you know, they need as much uh, or as many bodies as possible to be able to come in and, and kind of help out. Vickers feels like that guy that, like, I don't think he's going to take anybody's job this year, but almost that conversation where you go into 2024 and say, okay, Woody Washington left and maybe Jaden Davis is your opposite starter. You know, we uh, OU's having to rebuild the cornerback, you know, the starting lineup. But Vickers is a guy you'd almost say, maybe you're better. Like, maybe you're better at that position after he gets a little seasoning and kind of can figure it out a little bit. I He is, like I said, I knew I liked him, but seeing him in person was a very different thing. He is very, very good. I got to go PJ. PJ at uh, Adabare. I, I just, because they brought in so many def, you know, defense events from, from the portal. And so where does he stack up with those guys compared to Reggie Grimes and Ethan Downs who are already on campus? Is it too much too soon to think, boom, he's going to be in the legit rotation as a true freshman after all those guys that they brought in? Can he already eclipse what those guys have produced in the last three or four years? To me, it's it's more just transfers overall because mm-hmm. I think – we're still waiting to see that big hit in the transfer yes. portal where a guy goes like, I mean, you look at a guy like Reggie Pearson, like, oh, you fans know him from knocking the shit out of uh, Dylan Gabriel at the end of the tech game. But like you talk to tech fans and they know his warts, like they know what he doesn't do well. So, you know, is that going to make him better being at OU? Is OU going to like, at what point are we going to see like, Oh, you kind of figure out the type of guy they need, like Austin Stogner. Like yep. he didn't set the world on fire at South Carolina or uh, South Carolina. You got sounded, it. That you sounded got it. weird. Yep. Um, it still sounds weird that I'm not talking about him as an OU player. But like, you know, and and he was here, and we were all like, yeah, he's got a lot of potential, but he's a little stiff. And uh, but he was a good target. And Dylan Gabriel hasn't really had that big target. You know, he's had Braden Willis, more of an athletic guy. Uh, is he going to be able to utilize that? Because we all know that he hasn't done a great job over the middle, uh, you know, outside of some Drake Stoops throws here and there. Uh, so it's just, you know, with in Trace Ford, I mean, like, 
he's had such a you know a, a difficult career with the injuries and everything like and we think he's a really good player you know is he going to break out as a transfer we haven't seen a transfer i guess you know you could say that uh cj was kind of that guy a little bit because he led the team in interceptions but um i'm just like i uh, i, I mean eric gray would that definitely definitely be considered but a, he was a really good at tennessee but sure yeah, i mean but no i would say you're, Last year he wasn't, but he was this year. I you're, mean, you're looking for like a juice, uh, like a juice wells where someone stops right. up from James Madison to South Carolina and ends up being the, the hit that you absolutely thought you were about to get, and that's like maybe a Rondell Bothroyd. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Or uh, even like a Desamacola, like yes. you know, is that oh. the guy? Yeah, yeah. So sure. that's my guy. That, that, that's who I'm I, – I cannot wait to see what they do with him. But, again, like we can talk to those guys all we want tomorrow. It's really about the field. It's about practice, about games. Like that's when we know if this is really going to hit or not. Uh, and, you know, I mean, you mentioned Eric, Eric Gray, and, and, yeah, he definitely is one of those guys. He's To me, he's as big a success story in the transfer portal as there's been outside of – I'm trying to think. Who is the – I mean, you could go to like – Russell Wilson, if you want to, but that's not really transfer portal. I mean, that's just a mm-hmm. grad transfer. But I mean, even including Russell Wilson, there's still only a handful of guys that have really just become like, you know, NFL, you know, raised their stock in the NFL from transferring. I, I think the catnip uh, story of the day, like the most aggregated clickbait thing, will be just how well all of these guys speak. I think that they're going to be like, just in terms of like, and it's something that Brent talked about. Uh, on that Instagram live thing yesterday was uh, I think he said like 75% of the guys that they're bringing in were all captains from their former, whether it be high school and or college. And, you know, I, again, does that mean that it's going to dig you out of six and seven hole? Probably not, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Can we request that there not be the well-spoken like, like, stop saying, like, at least throw articulate <laughs> out there. Like, please make bury it or something. Like, I don't understand why people are always so, like, surprised that these high school educated kids can, like, speak in complete sentences. I'm like, these are, these are smart kids. Like, most of them are smarter it's than, a, it's shit, a, smarter than I am anyway. It's a lot like the people that are, like, when they start talking about NIL, well, what about taxes? These kids... They you know they gotta pay taxes. Shut up with that. Like, yes, they're they're gonna know about taxes. DMX didn't pay taxes. Look at him. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> oh. You forget DMX died. Uh holy I think crap. About it every I had day. forgotten. Like I that didn't even cross my mind yeah. in the middle of that conversation. I think about it every day. Uh here's <laughs> what I want out of tomorrow. I want an interview to go so off the rails that the coaches say you're not talking to the media for the rest of the year. Somebody just like <laughs> starts running their mouth about yes. QAnon or something. Yes, it, whatever, just craziness. That'd just be give awesome. me madness. Yeah, I'd be a fan of that for sure. You think there'll be a lot of UFO questions tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. Well, Maybe. Rondell Boy Bothroyd. I mean, he he was in North Carolina. Like, you got to ask him. I mean, does he know someone who saw the balloon? Well, well that, that was in South Myrtle Carolina. Beach. That was South Carolina. That's Stogner oh, we got to ask about was. that. Yeah, you can tell how, how closely I watch the news. I knew it was on the East Coast somewhere, and they're all the same to me. I'm sure that they're not covering that on OAN, your choice of uh, television anyway. <laughs> I, know, I know more people that are concerned with the, the, the uh, conspiracies about trains right now right. than UFOs. That's right. 
I don't know anything about that. They, uh, God, I don't. <laughs> Ohio yep, train, Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Check it out. Uh, there, I mean, guys, there are Rivals 250 updates going on. <laughs> we had a site crash. My, my brain okay, melted yesterday, we, Valentine's me, Day. Yeah, let me just put this out there, the, the official uh, statement from Sooner Scoop. Like, we had no control over that. We get Like, we do kind of question, because it's always the same, like, problem. It's like, oh, a, a server outside of our control is having an outage error. Uh, and you know, we're waiting for them to fix it until we can get rivals back up. And like, we hear that every time, but it literally is nothing that we can control. And I know a lot of people were pissed and thinking they'd been sent to Chile or some just like, I had people contacting me through the sooner store.com contact form saying I blocked on rivals. <laughs> like, and I get it. Like it's, it's, it's yeah, you're panicking. It's, it, it freaks you out. And we're, we are sorry about it. We hate that stuff like that happens. We wish. We could control it more, but you know, it just—it's part of technology, I guess. I don't know. I've never been—I've never lived on another network. I don't know if that's common. Like, does like on three or twenty-four-seven have that same thing happen to them? I don't know. It's a good question mm-hmm. that I don't know the answer to. I'm sure you can DM. Just throw me. that one out into space. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just throw it and stomp on it and forget I ever said it. Okay. Um, so I mentioned uh, back in the Enjoy Fresh Perspective, Josh, uh, Williams Maneri, a, uh, a top 10 kid in the country. You think should be a top 10 kid in the country. But uh, March visits starting to become a thing. Of course, when, the, when schools are now practicing, we have still got, not gotten a start date for spring football yet uh, or a schedule. But, you know, I bet we get that spring more, break is 11th through the 19th. So, so you would assume the 20th. Yeah, something around there. But Josh, it's it's starting to kind of be. And I know I saw, you know, the the map yesterday with all the targets for OU on it that um, Sandlin put Sandlin's out. put out there. Uh, but it's starting to heat up with with visitors, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're we're sitting in a dead period right now, so there's not a lot of activity there's not a lot that can be done as far as you know getting out or having guys on campus but speaking to a lot of these new offers they're already working with the coaching staff on setting up visits uh for those uh as we're recording this woke has not gotten up so i am working on that kind of uh i was working on that during our basketball segment Mm. believe it or not yeah, what wasn't heavily involved in that uh that conversation but um yeah i mean guys like you know people have asked me you know, who are those elite guys OU is going to be in on? And, you know, David Stone is the one everybody runs to, and it's obvious, and it's it's correct. But a guy that I think everybody's starting to figure out is really special is Williams. I think it's Winery, um, N-W-A-N-E-R-I, for those that want to try it at home. Uh, he is 6'5", 245, camped at OU last summer. Um, and, and I think Bob and Eddie and I all thought, man, this guy's really good. Look like a top 100 guy. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was there the same day as Nigel Smith. Yes. Guys, is that the yes, way you was. remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and I thought, you know, both top 100 guys, no doubt. Well, Williams has now moved into the top 20, uh, looking around at some of the other networks. He is a, um, he's number three for 24 seven sports. He's number three for on three. I don't think ESPN has anything out yet. So, um, you know, rivals having him at 20, you know, I, I've always been pretty adamant that rivals, 
tries to be very deliberate about these things. You don't see a lot of the guys that go from 150 to number six in the country. It doesn't happen very often. I think um, they try to make kind of go through the paces, and that that's fine. It's just a different methodology. Um, but he is – you watch his junior tape, and he is – on that level with the PJ Atabare type and, and more physically developed at the same time than, than PJ. Um, but just a freakish athlete guy that, you know, you want to get him on campus as often as you can. And, you know, for those that don't follow this stuff closely and don't know, he is the high school teammate of 2023 signee Caden green. So, uh, you know, you look at what Oklahoma did in Kansas city last year with Caden green, PJ Atabare, um, you know, you go down that list and they are really making inroads in that area. Thanks largely to Brent Venables. That that's been a great spot for him traditionally from Oklahoma to Clemson, you know, all through his career. And they will obviously hope that Williams Venary can be, you know, another guy in that conversation. How active, I guess, during the spring, do you think Oklahoma will be as far as bringing guys in, uh, not just for visits, but, you know, official visits and unofficial. Like, what do we have a good idea of how they're going to handle all that? Because they start, I mean, they start, like, roughly before the spring game, right? I mean, official visits for 2024 or mm-hmm. 2024 kids. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. I mean, Brent just chose right. not to do right. any and bring right. them all in June. And say for the spring game. For the you barbecue. Need, they, yeah, they for, for, for the spring that. game, you need to show you care and come on your own dime. And then in June, you can come back. And we'll pay for everything. All right. Well, uh, yesterday sucked. The wind was terrible. Uh, my fence blew down. Eddie's car got towed. Uh, the only good thing that happened was uh, I, I survived because I was wearing dead Soxies. And uh, uh, deadsoxy.com, go check them out. Uh, the boardroom uh, saved my life. I'll just say that. Uh, made my day much easier because when I was running around Ace Hardware and all those places, I was comfortable. And uh, you can be too. Just go to deadsoxy.com. Uh, it's too, a little too cold for the uh, no-shows right now, but it's actually it's it's warming up today. Today would be a nice day for the no-shows. Uh, but dress socks, the team colorways, uh, everything in stock, you get 25% off uh, with your promo code SCOOP. Uh, just go load up your cart. Uh, whatever you get, you'll get 25% off, even sale items. So great deal, great socks, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y. Uh, great friends of the pod and uh, want to go get a – uh, as many as you can right now. They've even got the uh, team colorway, the Crimson 4-pack, uh, and those are on sale, plus you get the extra 25% off with that promo code SCOOP. So uh, thanks to Dead Soxy for always being a big part of the pod, and as always, stay Soxy. And that is that is my expectation. That is what I expect to see again with Oklahoma just choosing not to really – I mean, th- that's not the – because, I mean, guys in – you know, you can feel however you want to about that, but I, I think that's just almost obvious because if you're going to have this methodology, which I think we all can understand they've moved around a little bit on how they stood on some of the things that Brent laid out in his first press conference of how they were going to handle things, but they are pretty, they've been fairly steadfast about if you are committed, no taking trips, we, you know, like, and that's fine if you want to wait, that they're going to let you do that, but when you're not high pressure, they don't see any reason to bring you in in March on your official and kind of lay it all out and then have to hope they hold on for nine more months. So I I think that's what you're seeing is them just being very cautious and, and being patient. 
and it fits better within their method anyway. And I, I kind of wanted to go back and look at um, the spring game and some of the people they brought in back then and see what that was going to be like. But, I mean, you look at it. I mean, you've got Jackson Arnold, Josh Bates, um, you know, uh, trying to find some of the others here. Caden Green was part of that visitor list. Michael Hawkins Jr., you know, a guy that obviously they're very involved with now. Logan Howland, uh, by Job, was one that they didn't get. But Derek LeBlanc, I mean, you run on the list, they had a good hit rate. Like, they, they did well, kind of like what Bob was saying, getting those guys on campus, letting them, you know, show their interest. They're sincere about OU. And then in return you know, we're going to bring you back in the summer for your officials, and hopefully then we start closing down on some commitments. Yeah, and you got to wonder, just with the transfer portal and everything else, like, um, you know, just the the way that the, the calendar has changed since, like, Lincoln was here doing it, like, maybe even Lincoln would stop doing that or, or change the way that he, you know, waited on having officials come in. You know, just just having them come in early and then having to hold on to those guys, like, you want to, you like, I think the reason this staff has been so successful is that because they do take the time to build that relationship and let it, let it be known. Like commitment means something different to us. So it's not just you, we like Lincoln, I thought was always more like, just get them to commit. Then we'll worry if we yes. keep them or not. And, and you have to just, 100%. you just have to weigh it because you bring these kids in that, that early, you get a lot of momentum. You de definitely do, but you know, you're not going to keep them all. And if that's, you know, when you go to pros and cons, if that's enough for you, then you'll keep doing it the way you're that they've been going about their business. But I mean, because you you think about that that Theo Weiss, R.J. Henderson, that nine, nine commitment weekend, you know, back from the spring spring game about four or five years ago. R.J. Henderson. It is what like two of them survived. Is he even in college anymore? I have no idea. <laughs> but, I'm not sure he ever really made it to college. R. R.J. is a <laughs> Interesting story for sure. Yeah, but so, uh, so I mean, that's the the chances you take. You get all those commitments, you got all that momentum, and people are fired up in April and May, and then by October, November, you're just kind of hanging on and and hoping that that good vibe from that visit in the spring can still carry the day. Um, one thing that we didn't. Uh, I mean, well, let me ask you this. Anything else just really out there recruiting-wise, Josh, that you wanted to get into? Um, no. Now, well, like you got said, your first I mean, camps really, coming up. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be in Dallas for my first camp this weekend. Uh, it's the UC report. Really good for underclassmen. They do a great job. Billy Tucker, a uh, guy that works for Under Armour, uh, for the game itself. He's very, uh, you know, involved in the All-American game there in Florida. And, uh, you know, you get guys, Tom Luganbill, Craig Hobbert, they're all very involved with it. And they do a good job finding good young players, guys that, you know, some of them I will have seen, some of them will be new names to me. But, uh, you know, you go back, again, we talked about Desan McCullough earlier. Guys, you know, we were talking before we got started. The the first time I went to a UC camp was years ago, that one in Durant yep. during, in 2020 during yeah. the COVID year. And it was, I mean, Desan McCullough, Day McCullough, uh, you know, you, you can go down the list. There were a bunch of dudes there that weren't that well known yet um, that really emerged. The, um, the, the other kid that really sticks out to me because he wasn't that well known and I just loved watching him work around was uh, the DB that was committed to Ohio State last year and then flipped to Texas on signing day. Um, 
Oh, man, really good player out of Dallas. And I, I, I'm sorry, I can't think of the kid's name. But um, there were, I mean, like I said, they do an outstanding job of finding young guys, like I said, whether it's, you know, seniors to be, sophomores to be, uh, you know, juniors to be, whatever it's going to, however it plays, they um, they have a good eye for it. And so I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, just starting to find some more of those new names and some of them will be OU offers already. And then I guarantee you there'll be probably a dozen guys there that don't have an OU offer that will in the next year or so. It's not probably like just recruiting, uh, you know, OU recruiting centric, but uh, you did put together, you know, I, I think you said that you watched 600 guys in the state uh, film here over the last couple so- of weeks, Josh. Something like that, yeah. It, it, I I kind of stopped keeping track because I couldn't keep doing all the little, like I, I guys, I built out like I I've always kept it in like do, like word documents. I'm like this is stupid, and so finally I was like, okay, I'm gonna change the way I do it. I started putting stuff in spreadsheets, and so I had to re- build out how I wanted to do that and how to enter it all in, and it was just you know very intensive as I did it, and then of course kind of keeping some. Um, some notes going on Twitter, wanted to, you know, uh, credit kids that really stood out to me, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I would bet it was close to six or 700 kids. Um, I mean, it, it could, I know it was 600. It could have been 700. It was a lot of Oklahoma high school kids. I know people are like, there's not 700 kids. I don't, you know, I am so afraid of missing someone that I watch any kid basically from six, a one to two a that has any measurable that's interesting to me, whether it's six one, whether he's 310 pounds. I mean, a lot of these kids, I turn on a clip and I watch three plays and you're like, Nope, that, that kid's not a guy or that kid I never heard of is really good. And so you get a lot of that. And so there there's clips I watch that I wish I bet I wasted 20 hours on kids that aren't ever going to be division one players. And I'm sorry to say wasted. I hope their parents aren't listening, but it's just, that's just the reality. I'm looking for FBS FCS type ta- talent. And there's a bunch of it. I mean, it, 25 and 26 in Oklahoma have a chance to be really, really good years. Was there anybody that maybe you didn't know about that you're now really excited about that, you know, even further down the road that you go, Oh, maybe you could be involved uh, heavily. I mean, there's a few, I, I would say, I mean, obviously I got more excited about, you know, like we all know I'm a big Grady Adamson guy. I, yeah. I really love him at Deer Creek, but as far as a name that I didn't know, one of the guys that really jumps out at me and maybe it's because it feels like a familiar story to me is a kid named Javon Singleton at Ardmore, a linebacker, um, kind of like the same story with Eric Fields. I noticed him as a sophomore and was like, man, I don't, no, like Eric, they're different types of players. I don't want to, you know, tell anybody that they're the same. Javon's bigger. He's about six, one, two ten right now. Really moves around. Well, plays some tight end H back stuff for Ardmore, uh, but is super athletic, really moves around. Well, you know, moves like a power five linebacker. Um, I think it was his first year playing the position. So there's a lot he's still learning and processing, but you're like that. That's pretty interesting. You, again, you don't find big guys that move like him very often, and um, like I said, kind of like with Fields, you're like nobody knows about him yet. But give it some time, and and you're gonna, you know, you'll get into that. And it's what's always amazing to me, guys, is you know, like 
a year ago, everybody's talking Ryan Grayson, Ravian Larry, you know, some of those 25 guys that we thought might get offered at camp last summer. And neither one of those guys have an offer in the 25 class. And OU's offered Shield Knight at Wagner and Jaden Nickens at Millwood, who who was starting to pick up some steam last spring. But, you know, there are a lot of guys that nobody was talking about that, you know, everybody's excited about at this point in time. So you get a lot of guys like that that are that are super interesting. Muskogee's got several guys that I think are really going to be worth a watch. And from Eddie and I's. You know, old school district, Braden Knox at Putnam City, uh, you know, playing under Carter Whitson, you know, former OU player. Um, he's interesting. Already got an Indiana offer, um, but he is he's a guy to keep an eye on. There, there's, again, it's 25 in Oklahoma has a chance to be a, a rare, rare year, and 26 has some has some really top-end guys. I don't know that it's going to have the depth that I'm seeing in 25 right now. We did not talk about, and I, I mentioned the uh, NFL draft uh, and the combine, uh, which uh, seven players had been invited to that. I mean, this has been out for a week. We just hadn't had a chance to really go over it. Uh, Eric Gray, Marvin Mims, of course, Anton Harrison, Jalen Redman did some good things at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Wanye Morris, Michael Turk, uh, of course, you know, one of the better punters in the country, and Braden Willis. So, once again, happy for Braden Willis, a uh, guy that, you know, we've talked a lot about you know, how much I wanted him to kind of come back and, and show that he was that type of player. Uh, anybody on there that you, you're surprised that they were not invited? Maybe the Sean White. But yeah, that's, yeah. A, that, that's a maybe. There weren't a lot of seniors on OU's team. I would say this, though. I mean, uh, knowing what... Um, this, I mean, the way that Deshaun White played, certain games he was the, the best defensive player on the field... Uh, and then you look at, you know, a year ago, and um, why am I forgetting Mr. Ohio's name um, that's with the Vikings? Os- uh, Brian Osamoa. Brian Osamoa. Like, yeah. I mean, he's had a decent, you know, specialties. Like, I would think the NFL would want to take a look at Deshaun White if, you know, Brian Osamoa was so, so highly regarded yeah, a year ago. He'll get his chance at OU Pro Day. I just I yeah. thought maybe he might get a combine. Yeah, I, I mean, I love true. Deshaun, but I, guys, I mean, I... I I said it over and over again. The end of Osamoa's 2021 was season. Oh, it was so great. That yeah. was good a linebacker play as OU's gotten in a while. He, yeah. he really. I, is it the Baylor I game in Waco that he, Baylor, he had the force yeah. fumble? Yeah. He, he was recovered. everywhere that day. I mean, that was his best game. But I'm just saying, I thought Deshaun White had a game or two like that this year. I can't remember exactly what his best games were. Yeah. But, I mean, he had some games where he was all over the field. He, I mean, it, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like he deserves a cup of coffee, um, for sure. I mean, like he deserves a shot. Yeah. Um, He'll get his Jordan but, Evans chance to try to show that. Yeah, they yeah. were wrong. So, but I, another thing, mm-hmm. just one defensive guy again. You know, I, all these are now like Grinch's guys, and you know they're, they're just they didn't have they didn't have the production from the recruits that, that they were bringing in that they really thought they were going to be able to get. You know, Guys, I, I, go ahead, Josh. I, I just like, I'm looking at the list here and I, and I'm, I'm going to say something and it's hard for me to say it, but it's one of those things where people are always like, Josh, you fall in love with projections too much. Like what guy is going to be, what he could be. They, you know, you need to look at the hard data. I'm like, that's, that's what I do. This is, this is what it is. It's not about like who's the best guy at this level. It's they're trying to project what he's going to be. Looking at this list, 
Wanyan Morris is going to be the third Oklahoma player drafted behind Anton and Marvin Mims. He's going to go ahead of Eric Gray. Yep. He's going to go ahead of Braden Willis. Like, and that is crazy to think when Wanya Morris was never better than a solid player at Oklahoma. And I mean that over like courses of series. Like Wanya Morris was unreliable from game to game. And he show, it showed you know, with his uh, I'm entering the NFL announcement because he basically didn't I mean, people were so pissed he didn't even thank Beatenbaugh for, you know, when he left. I, I don't know. I like it's the good I, luck I get, by the way, what, good luck getting a good uh, evaluation from him with pro scouts. Yeah, that wasn't smart. Because I will say at, at the uh, at the senior bowl, he lost some of that bad weight. I thought he carried around for a lot of the time at OU. Like mm-hmm. he looked like he'd been serious about his workouts. And I mean, with his wingspan and stuff, you're like, there, there's no reason he shouldn't be a 10 year NFL guy. There's really none. It's just about if if he can piece it all together. And I know I, I've heard people say, oh, just him getting away from college will be good for him. And I'm like, I, at college, you have people willing to babysit you and be around you and, and make sure you're going to class and doing the things and getting up in the morning to get to practice or workouts or whatever. In the NFL, man, sink or swim. Like there, there's no, there's nobody that's going to hold your hand to do any of it. And I'm not saying that. Guys don't carry plenty of their own responsibility in college. They do, but it's a different level. There's a different set expectation. Now, maybe it's just he doesn't have to go to class anymore. Like I, I don't know what it is, but it, it's again. This is this is what I talk. Like he has projectable stuff that I, I mean, guys, I'm not even sure Anton Harrison has his physical tools as good as Anton is. It's just Wanye is is a freak athlete you know, from, from an offensive line perspective. You know, I, I say that I would almost make a bet with you. I'm not going to, but I could, you could make almost some of the exact same arguments for why Jalen Redmond would be the third player taken from Oklahoma. But here's the thing that I I don't think that we can, I mean, there's going to be talent people that are like, look, he's going to be drafted. But I think there's a medical side to Jalen with his, you know, his blood clot issues, his injury history, like, are there going to be some team physicians that are just like, you don't want to take a chance on this guy, especially early. But, yep. you know, it, and I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know what organizations are going to put the red flag on him versus which ones are going to say, we don't care about that. We're just, we're just looking at the talent. I, I, that, that's a really good point. Because I would say we would all agree that Redmond has had more consistent good play than Morris ever did. Mm-hmm. Um. But you're, you're just right. never like, consistent. I, yeah, and now, it's an injury say, or consistently whatever. inconsistent. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, because there were times when you'd watch Jalen Redmond, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like that. That's a NFL guy. Could lead your defensive line. I mean, because guys, we all talked about this time last year when when some of the stuff that you were hearing about Redmond, you were like, "This is a challenge." They know they need him to be a guy if this defensive line's going to be meaningful. And he never really rose to it. And that defensive line was never really meaningful last year. I mean, aside from those first three games when they were just beating up on inferior opponents. And even, didn't he miss some games last year? From like, Did he miss like four games or something? Because banged up Jalen Redmond? Mm, West Virginia, I think he only played like a series or two. But yeah, I mean, they were just going down down the stretch. He wasn't. He wasn't seeing as much action because he was just trying to gut his way through it. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's a really going to be a really interesting. He better test well, and if he does, he might have a chance, and somebody will take a chance. Yeah, there. his bios has played in all in twelve games and made eight starts, so he he yeah. opted out of the Cheez It Bowl, which I still love that every single player that didn't play in the Cheez It Bowl that is their first notation on SoonerSports.com <laughs> is opted out of the Cheez It Bowl. Every single that's one awesome. of them, Eric Gray, any of them, you're like. Doesn't matter that the guy poured his guts out for us, didn't play the ball game. Josh, you think Jalen would say, you know what, I'm not a tackle, I'm a defensive end? He would try. I mean, the the, the thing is, I mean, and there's again, we've I think we've talked about this on the pod before. Like, I wonder if if Brent had been there when Jalen arrived, if he doesn't stay at defensive end, guys, because we always thought the defensive tackle thing was a reach. Yep. Like, because they were, ha- he was having to carry so much weight on his body, and there's a big part of me that thinks that had some issue. I mean, like, not obviously not sickle cell or like like that that sort of stuff, but like the the, the other problems, the, the health issues, problems, yeah, the, the nagging shoulders, injuries, yep. like. Mm-hmm. Because he, because guys, I mean, you remember him in high school. Jalen was a big kid already. Like he was carrying. You know, he was 235, 240 in high school. He was a big, sturdy kid. He wasn't like this, like like when you guys see PJ, you know, and I know Bob and Eddie, you've seen PJ, but Kerry, when you see him tomorrow, unless he's done something amazing in the month <laughs> since I saw him last, he, you're going to be like, that kid's wiry. You know, he's got a lot of room to grow. That wasn't what you thought about Jalen Redmond. You're like, he'll get bigger and stronger. But like, it wasn't like, oh, he's got to put on 30 pounds before he's ready. He looked like an edge rusher. He looked like a stand-up outside linebacker. He looked ideal for that role, you know. He was like, oboe. Like we've seen. He was the next version yeah. of oboe. And then, no, we're going to put 60 pounds. What? What's happening? Like, it just, it never made sense. And then you throw in that, okay, at defensive tackle, he's 280 pounds playing in that scheme, going against 310, 320-pound guards. Like, I, I say it all the time, the physics don't make sense. Like, that didn't work. And... You know, we're we're seeing that continue. I mean, that, that I, I just don't understand Grinch's need to make these guys defensive tackles when they they're just not meant to hold up like that. And I I gotta think he did Jalen Redmond a disservice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, I think the the non water has is it's, it's we've had a victim of not having water. Uh, I've I'd never seen this before, but Eddie has left because he really has to go pee, and they t- announced you guys heard it on the pod. They announced that they're turning the water off. So is it like a psychological thing? It was like now that he knows he doesn't have water, <laughs> is he losing his? That happens to me uh, in a big way. Like really. I, I'm those people. If you like, don't I have can, a place to go and you know you don't yes. have a place, you have to go. It, it's uh, it's a mental week because because I mean I don't know about for you guys like because so if if Tiffany and I travel together, Tiffany is someone who literally if we hit a gas station, she needs to go to the bathroom. She's constantly drinking something and has the bladder the size of a peanut. Like it's just like we constantly have to stop and go to the bathroom. I could go from Houston to Oklahoma City and never use the bathroom. Like Oof. absolutely no problem. No way, but. Like, 
at home that if I'm sitting here and I'm like, I got to go, I got to go. And I think it's a product of I work from home and I can always go to the bathroom. She can go to work and be stuck in a, you know, a, a surgery where she can't leave for six or seven hours and she's fine. And I'm, it, it's just such a mental game. And I, I think because I constantly am home and so I can go to the bathroom whenever the hell I feel like it, I, I think I get weak when I when I'm here and I know like if I go somewhere else it, it can be it can be bad like if I'm at a concert or something I got I got I got to go I got to go right now Yeah it depends like I think it's directly affected to how good the facilities are that are near you Like if I'm at my radio station I don't want any part of that bathroom So I stay <laughs> I I hold it until I can get home But here like I feel comfortable with our bathroom here so I, I probably go as much as I do at home. But I think that's part. If you're comfortable with the bathroom where you are, you'll go whenever you want. Um, I don't know if Eddie has gone back to his house or not. Uh, but he just really had to go. I don't know where he went. I don't know where you would go. A restaurant? Do you think he's peeing in that dude's parking spot? <laughs> in Toby's parking spot? <laughs> he's, he's peeing on his hood right now. Oh. Oh, that's amazing. Um, his car will just be covered in dust and pee after it's over. Because that dust is... Yeah. I swear I could taste dirt this morning when I walked in here. Oh. Dust is just falling from the air still because of all the wind I, yesterday. I miss Oklahoma and I hate Houston. But that is the, the wind and the dirt is one of those things I, I will fully concede I don't miss that much. It's the one thing like it's the one thing that really sucks about being a homeowner in Oklahoma. Like we don't have well, we have earthquakes, not real earthquakes, just fracking earthquakes. But like if you live out in California, you gotta worry about earthquakes. If you live uh near the ocean, you gotta worry about, you know, hurricanes. Uh Oklahoma, we have so much crap. Like, it just destroys your house. No matter how long you've had your house, you're always getting a new roof. You're always getting new fencing. It's just, it's the one thing they never tell you about buying a house in Oklahoma. The upkeep yep. sucks. Yes, it does. I feel Bob, like, you've replaced a roof and a fence, like, in the last few years, haven't you? Yes, I have. Because yeah, I thought of, so. Because of wind. Yep, I have. I like, <laughs> there was one time it took the fence out, and I took the dogs out. Next day, hey, there's no longer a fence here. <laughs> I've had a car totaled by hail. Yep, same here. Uh, I've had two new roofs because of hail. And like, like that's the other thing, like home insurance, like that's a scam. I'm sorry. Like you, you got to pay like 10% of what your house's value is or whatever, like for the deductible. That sucks, dude. Like even when you get a new roof, you're still paying like four grand. <laughs> yep. He he found it. Did you pee on Toby's car? That's what we were trying to figure out. That's the closest I've come to peeing my pants <laughs> in like maybe ten years. Do you think it's a psychological thing? Just you know the water is turned off and you don't have access to the toilet. Like your mind is just like. Oh, well, crap. I I think I needed to go before we started. Uh huh. I had like seven cups of coffee this morning yeah. because of the uh, quick turnaround from basketball, and whew, that was that was close. <laughs> Where did whew. you go? Fuzzies. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. I, I figured if they said something, I'd just be like, "No, I own this place. <laughs> Get me out of here. Let me out. I'll buy. I'll buy some. I'll buy should, a taco. You should have like your picture up in fuzzy somewhere, like 
like this is a made man. This is a made fuzzies man. Well, I think that my number one goal is to get up on Ray's someday. Yeah. Get a get a picture up there and then why don't, we, we'll why don't people do back. that anymore? Like, that used to be a staple of, like, laundromats and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, hang up pictures of notable people who dine at their places. We need I don't to know. bring I think that there, back. There are some places, I think, in, like, New York and stuff that still do that. We should do that here. Maybe we should, uh, oh, like, people that come by, they can, like, sign the wall or something. Yeah. We could probably do that. I mean, I thought about doing that with our reception areas. Like, every time we have a guest, have them sign the wall. I kind of like that idea. Okay. Maybe in, in white? Well, we would paint the wall like maybe like chalkboard black and then have them sign oh, yeah, white. Oh, yeah, yeah, So you could see it. Do that. Get Bob Stoops to sign it first, maybe. That'd be cool. Let's say, you know, Toby Keith. What's going to be the famous cut person line. in Oklahoma? That's going to be the cut, <laughs> cut line here. We'll get, we'll get Toby, for, well, Eddie first and we'll let Toby sign right next to Eddie. Just well, to, just and to, who's the big one? Like, who's the one that, like, we have to keep, like, a certain spot right in the middle for that person to sign the wall? I think Bob is our king. Yeah. Okay. He'd be pretty okay. high up on the list. And you get stoops. I mean, in, in the, as far as the history of Sooner Scoop, like, he really kept us down for so long by keeping, you know, just keeping his job. Yeah. Like, the first coaching search we ever had was Brent Venables. Real yep. coaching search. Lincoln Riley. And the history. Since you think Lincoln will ever come back and sign it? I would let him sign it if he came back. He will, he will never set foot on Campus back? Corner, though. He might. You think he would for, like, How? Tyler's thing? No, probably not. But <laughs> not, not, not this like, soon. Not this soon. That was a, a question say, that you had in, uh, somebody asked in chat. I assume they're doing all the Kyler stuff. I think that they are. For the yeah. spring game? I'm it just sure hasn't been announced yet? Just the logistics to be worked out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, but I would say I would say Baker might be number two, just in the history of Scoop and kind of what they meant to just the overall building of this empire. Creed can come sign it whenever yeah. he wants. Yeah. He's a Super Bowl champion. I think the Bell Dozer would be a great signature. Bell Dozer would be awesome. Yep. Orlando, James mm -hmm. Winchester, any of the guys that are but I mean just <laughs> just <laughs> even Blake more so just for what he did at OU. Yeah, the belldozer. The belldozer. Awesome. I mean, that's a great chapter and I think in the that's history probably, of scoop coverage. Probably very doable. I th I bet we could get uh, Blake to drop by here. Can we can we get a picture of Orlando? Like we need we may need to paint like a mural of Orlando holding Baker's jersey as he had died. That would be a great the game. full wall mural for us to put up. Yeah, pretty good. And then have him and Baker both sign that wall. That'd be <laughs> yes. amazing. I, I need. We need to it's see if like Ty moment. Russell has a good picture of that. I'm sure that he does. We could buy it from him. I'm sure that he does. I mean, I was standing right there. We could always get the uh, the picture that like a still frame, a still shot frame, yeah, of the video. That wouldn't look good blowing it up on a wall though. No, probably not, but I'm sure that Ty has a picture of it. I remember the video. It was just so ridiculous. Yeah. It's a, it's an all-time moment. <laughs> I mean, it looks like he died. And, well, and, and, the, and he missed one, one series. One series. Because yes. Kyler broke off a 75-yard run or 80-yard run, got uh, stopped from behind. It was a 66-yard run. And then, or got caught from behind, and then he was right back in the game. Right. It was beautiful. 
So yeah, we'll have to kind of we'll, we'll, that'd be a good little list that we can start coming up with, like greatest moments and people to Sooner Scoop history. But Bob Stoops is number one. I think it has to be approved. He starts his uh, what is Saturday it? Yeah. second Saturday. year? You got it. Be technically second year with the well, they had five uh, games. Renegades. They had five games the first time before COVID knocked it out. So is that was, it? It was only he only coached five games and then it was over yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I just, for some reason, thought I don't, it might be more than that. I don't know any of his quarterbacks. He's, I mean, Landry was his quarterback no, first time. I don't know. Any I didn't of the recognize names. any of those I don't either. Names. I think the only like true connection. There's two connections: uh, Jordan Smallwood, right, and Keith Ford. Yeah, that's it. His running back. Not Jordan Smallwood was it. really good when he when he was playing in the USFL or XFL, whatever he played in last. He was pretty good. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. And I just like the fact that he seems to really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, right. it's no pressure. You don't have to worry about recruiting. Like he would probably hate NIL. I would guess. Yeah. I mean, he, I, yeah. he was not big on social 100%. media. 100%. It's just coaching football. It's, it's perfect for him. And plus he can tell, he can tell his players to drink beer after the games. Are they still doing that? Are they going to still be able to, uh, it was a seltzer celebration. Oh yeah. It was seltzer, like seltzer. Yeah. It was seltzer celebrations. Wasn't it? Just fun. So look, yeah, looking forward to it. We'll have to get down there for one. So, right. <coughs> oh God, <laughs> that went through. Kind of sounded COVIDy. I'm okay. A lot of weird stuff happened in the pod today, sound wise. No, I was gonna say well, as last long thing. As we're recording. We're before fine. we get out of here. Uh, softball has started, Bob. I don't. I don't know, Josh. Have your girls gotten into softball? Are you softball? I think we've had this discussion before. That Lainey started watching it last year. She's kind of interested. She, it, I think she, she is the one that likes, like, she's more into OU. There is a window of the world in which Layla becomes a Texas fan oh just, to troll, just to troll her mother, which will be very funny. Oh, and I, I, wow. I kind of, there's a part of me that's almost rooting for it um, just so I can watch that play out. But um, I will say, Layla. Her teacher in her daycare, she and Layla's in pre-K, and she has a teacher that's a big Texas fan. And I kind of thought, like, oh, God, this is going to be a whole thing. And, like, for a while, I'd be like, you know, what would you think about the game last week, Dad? I'm like, man, I'm a reporter. Like, I, I don't care. Like, like I, I had to, like, go through it with him, like, ten times. Like, I had I wasn't wearing an OU shirt and cried. Like, it, it's not like that. And so, finally, he kind of got it, so, but he'll focus on Layla now. But he does it in a really funny way. Every, I mean, literally every time I see this man, he yells boomer at Layla and she yells sooner about half the time. Cause the other half, she says boomer back. Cause she can't quite put it together yet. She's like, do I say boomer or do I say sooner? And so we have to go through that conversation pretty regularly, uh, e- each day. But, um, yeah, L- Lainey is more into the softball and definitely Lainey doesn't like to lose. So they are right up her alley. Oh, she, wow. They are perfect for <laughs> Lainey's fandom. Well, it wasn't like constant run rule last no. weekend, uh, including one extra inning, right? They yep. got eight innings they and one eight. One, Liberty. one nothing. Liberty, yep. Nicole May, special. Spe- special weekend. So, uh, I'm trying to think coming up, they've got uh, – they're playing in California now? No, they're at the Getterman Classic in Waco. Waco. Oh, okay, okay. Which, on paper, there's not one ranked ranked team. So, you're you're looking – Maybe for some run rules, this might be the weekend. But just 
going back to last weekend, yeah, I mean, the way Nicole May, she pitched that one nothing eight-inning game, and then saving Jordy Ball. That I don't know if they were going to beat Washington if, if Jordy kept throwing the way that she was. It was 5-4 when Nicole came in, fourth inning, closed the deal, rested away. So, I mean, they got three wins against top top 20 teams, did it in a lot of different ways. Very intrigued, you know, and, and that was... So is there a Jordy issue right now? Walks. A lot of walks right now. So that's something, no no doubt, they'll have to hammer, you know, hammer down and, and try to get better with. But, you know, and that's maybe a good thing. Maybe you didn't want to go to first weekend and be dominant and feel like, well, what the heck do we have to improve on? There's a lot of stuff they got to get better at, and I'm sure that's been the point of emphasis throughout the course of this week. Well, Bob is on the softball beat this year, so you can read his coverage at Soonerscoop.com. Uh, he's still allowing him to cover Porter, but Porter, you got to do better, or we might just take him off the beat entirely. So, um, yeah, go check that out, and uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in once again. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow we'll have the big media day for pre-spring. A lot of stuff going to be coming out of that. I mean, there's going to be 17 players going at once, so it's going to be insane. We're going to be uploading video into, like, Yes. Next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. So, but really looking forward to talking to all those guys and see what they have to say. Now that they've been on campus, they've been going through winter workouts. They get a little bit of it. Um, but, and baseball is starting this weekend as well. Yeah, opening weekend, Kale Davis is going to be the uh, Friday starter, Friday afternoon. So, I think it's Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. And they actually play Monday as well before heading down to uh, Frisco to play on Wednesday. So, Four games, three days. And that's Cal the classic Baptist. down in Frisco? Uh, no, I think it's just a, a standalone game. They go back down to Frisco. In, for that four-team deal? Like, I think it's March 5th weekend, okay. something around there, uh, for that four-team deal with, uh, I think, like Michigan, Ohio State, and somebody else. So, uh, Cal Baptist for three games, Air Force on Monday. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting. We had uh, media day last week before the Kansas basketball game, and uh, you know, they're talking about moving Wallace Clark to maybe moving him behind the plate. Hmm. John Spikerman's hitting uh, from both sides of the plate. Uh, Bryce Madrin, the uh, Juco Triple Crown winner, is going to start in right field. A lot of, it's, a, it's an interesting, like, uh, mixture of guys that I think everybody knows, whether it be Kendall Pettis or Jackson Nicholas, uh, that, you know, the sophomore class that got so much experience a year ago uh, really kind of steps into a – uh, leadership role on this team. That's going to be kind of interesting as well as and Pettis. You know, like I mean, Pettis is a guy that from a pitching standpoint, like last year, like he was a late arrival kind of wasn't he? like there's yeah, so much hurt for him. Well, he hurt his elbow at the beginning of the year and then he never really kind of got it going. And I think that for him and Skip talked about this a little bit at uh, media day, just as far as like, I think once he understood, like just getting on base is more important than hitting bombs. Mm -hmm. Uh, and those the bombs will come if you just let everything. And come they to came you. in the NCAA. They started coming. Yeah. He started hitting the ball really, really well. And when the offense started clicking, is when they started getting stuff out of seven, eight, and nine, and then it rolled over to the top of the lineup mm, that was right. so powerful for them. So uh, they're going to be really good. It's just going to be a matter of you know how quickly uh, they can get this pitching thing figured out, and it's going to be you know kind of based on committee to see which way they want to go on a bunch of guys. All right, well, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll be back again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com.